<laughs> testing, testing, check one, check two. How are your headphones? You want me to turn you up a little bit? No, they're good, dude. Everything's good? Yeah. All right. More of the Rich Podcast, episode three. I am here with Jameson Cardenas. What up, is that how you say it? What up, what up, what up, what up. That's good enough. Word. Um, <laughs> so you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hot, I'm like, Joe Cat's cousin. <laughs> Might as well be. Well, we are. Oh, shit. I forgot. <laughs> You're we, legit my cousin. We didn't know that when we first met. Though. I forgot. You just blew my fucking <laughs> mind right now. <laughs> Might as well be. Whoa. That's a whole. Yo, this is my cousin mind. and I just remembered. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to introduce myself. Please tell us, tell us how we're related. Apparently. Yeah. So, uh, I was going to school A&M Corpus. You were like in Del Mar or something. I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even know what you were doing, honestly. Uh, audio engineering. I was studying, oh, okay. Studying SRT. That's what's up. And, uh, well, I guess I can say how I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, long story short. I was targeting you to make money off of you. Nice. <laughs> Not really, though, but uh, me and my old boss at the CCAD. You still talk to her, by the way? She hit me up one time because she's working at like... Uh, Audrey, right? Yeah. She's working somewhere and hit me up about like a job opportunity, but I wasn't really Anyways, interested. Anyway, we, got you. Uh, we did video editing. We were getting furloughed. We are like, let's do some freelance video editing. And uh, I was like, dude, let's... Like, there's so many hip-hop artists in Corpus that are making music but don't have any, like, good multimedia. Like, no it's photos, true. no still, videos. Still true. And so we're like, let's hit them up or, and, like, see if we can just, like, do some services for them. And so I did a Facebook search. I was just, like, looking to see, like, what are the artists. I don't remember when I saw you. You might have just been the first, dude. Nice. I don't even remember, but I was like, okay, this guy looks like he's serious. He has the iDream label. He... uh you know, has music, he has a catalog, but like your photos were just like, you know, cell phone or yeah, something yeah, yeah. and no videos. And I was like, let's hit him up. Then we met at Z counter. And I remember we're, dang, I don't even remember, remember that. that. I don't remember, I remember that. that. I remember that vividly because, uh, you were just like, I have like a thing about being in a public place and then someone just like cursing, like just <laughs> so freely, like <laughs> no one else matters, dude. And I was so uncomfortable, dude. <laughs> Because you're just like F-bomb, F-bomb, like just all over the place. There's like kids nearby. I'm like, oh my God, dude. But we did that first video. I definitely don't have a sensor. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I do. Like I still would do that. Oh man, dude. But yeah, we did that first video for, oh man, uh, Digital Topics. That was good. And we did it like at my brother's house that we were renting with a green screen. And uh, I remember like we did it, but. I think it was like a rushed project. Me and Audrey rushed really hard. It still came out pretty good. It came out okay. But I remember telling Audrey, like, man, I don't want to charge Joe Cat the full amount because, like, it wasn't what it could have been. And you know what? Shout out to Carlos because he's the one that coughed that money up. Oh, snap. Yeah. So, I mean, you helped him out more so than me. Dang. Yeah. Shout out to Carlos. Yeah. And he's one of the... Dude, both of y'all are in that pocket of, like, the very first people that ever believed in me. Oh, snap. Like, I definitely think, like, you guys had the the intuition to think like this dude's going somewhere and like really believed it wasn't just like, like I get you're saying you're trying to make money, but would you try to make money off somebody if, if you couldn't make some good product from it too at the yeah, same no, time? That's the whole point. Like, which I guess is why we clicked. 
because like we cared about what we did. That's a good point. And it wasn't about the money at the end of the day. It's about having a product, like a portfolio that you're proud of. And so the same went for me and Audrey. Like we didn't want to charge the full price because it just wasn't something to be, we weren't as proud of it as we could be. So we're kind of looking out for you. I guess we were really, because it wasn't about what we made. That's so. a good point. Damn. Um, yeah, I just, it sucks. I keep t- telling myself like, like people do move on and they get over like phases in their life and you might not stay friends with everybody all the time, but low key, I get bitter about that kind of shit because I always thought the people I would start with would be like the p- people I finish with. We made so many like packs and like, like, you know, it's like what we, everybody has that impression of like, yo, one of us makes it, we all make it kind of vibe. And that yeah. doesn't always turn out. I don't think it ever does. Ever though? Forever, ever? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. People change. Priorities change. Life yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, you know. What's married life like, speaking of? Speaking of. Speaking of drifting apart from you. Because <laughs> I haven't talked to you in what, like two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dang. Married life is good. It's a, it's a journey, like all things. We're also expecting our first child. Oh, shit. Yep. June 27th, DJ Screw's birthday. We announced it here. but yeah man it's we talk about it all the time though like when we first met i was dating her when we were doing these videos for you in corpus dude oh shit that is a long time yeah actually yeah Mm -hmm. y'all met like way back in the day dude but back then we were we talk about all the time like we were so young and immature dude oh my god dude like and i guess it's normal like Anyone that's been in a relationship, like getting into arguments over the dumbest, shit. over the dumbest stuff, breaking up, getting back together. But a lot of what we were doing was rooted in just like old behaviors, like selfishness, just things that like baggage. And so we had to grow and mature together and we loved each other enough to invest in each other and put that effort in, which is where we are now. And so it's how'd like, you, how'd you know? Like, when did you know? Like, you know, what? this is the last I'm going to finish here, checking out. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I just did. Like, I was just willing to to try and overcome, like, these little things. Like, I'd be all upset and in my feelings for, like, little stuff. But I was like, man, I don't, like, I just didn't want that. Like, I wanted to work on things. I knew what she, I knew who she was. Even though we weren't where we wanted to be, I knew where we wanted to be. And I admired who she was then and who she wanted to be herself. It was just a whole, it's a whole web. Did you ever tell yourself like, man, if we get to this point, then I will consider something or like if you, if you grow to this extent with me or something like, no, like did did y'all ever plan like, let's make a business or anything crazy together? Like, did you ever have any crazy goals that you wanted to achieve with her or something? Mm -mm. We just, we collaborated a lot on stuff. Whenever I'd make beats or like do freelance like video or graphic design, like she would be there to support and because uh, she's like a finance like wizard, and so she would help like operations and like give me tips. And so like she still is to this day. She's like, if I ever wanted to go like full time freelance, she's like, I'd support that. And so she's just supportive. And what what would you do though, freelance wise? So I. Currently, the things I like to do is graphic design, video. Uh, well, not video as much, but graphic design, I think, is kind of my thing now. What do you not like about video? It's a lot of work, dude. It is, but 
That's that's a cop out. Like what specifically? It's uh, like what what pro- part of the process are you like fucked? It it's is. just like so much time, dude. Like I can only imagine the time you put into these. Yeah. All the cuts and reviewing footage, like a. Uh, like when I did auditory hallucinations for yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah. that was a sixty dollar. <laughs> oh y'all paid me. You and Kinder paid me sixty dollars, dude. I put in hours of work into that, dude. And it was just because I wanted to. Yeah. But whenever I got so broke that I was like, "Oh my god, I need something." And I remember going to Kinder's uh, his job at like First Bank at the HEB. Damn. I was like, Kinder dog, I'm so broke. I don't even have gas money. Like, let me just pick up whatever you said you'd pay me for this video. Damn. So it gave me 60 bucks, dude. <laughs> Damn, dude. Damn. And that was the last video I ever made, dude. God, it's because <laughs> you weren't treated properly. <laughs> we didn't know your value, bro. But Damn, that's nah. real shit, though. But you need, like, a crew, dude, to, like, do real good videos. Like, and, uh, it's just a lot of effort, dude. Honestly, though, while we're on that topic, I'm trying to make myself, I'm like, you know what? What happens if I go hard for a fucking month? What would happen? If every day I went daily and uploaded something every day, I'm like, I really want to do that experiment because yeah. I've seen videos of people just saying I did that for a year and this is what happened. Yeah. But I want to even try to see if it's possible. But I think it would have to be like, I can't be doing long form shit every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe I do like a 10 minute news segment on Fridays, which is what I'm considering. Like here's the shit recap for the week or something. Yeah. Or like uh, homie was asking you to do like another album review. Oh yeah. 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 Well, that's, but that's already something I do do. Oh, okay. Like, so I need to figure out, like, how do I feel like the Monday and Tuesday of my week with, with easier footage, yeah. easier topics to upload? You're trying to diversify your bonds. Kind of, yeah. Where does bond? Where does bond? Yo, you taught me that Word phrase. Where does life? <laughs> you taught me that phrase. <laughs> Man, we got a lot of dumb insiders, though. It's kind of funny. Yeah. What were some of the things that we were holding back from talking about until we got on? Oh, here? man. I don't remember any of them, dude. <sighs> <laughs> okay well let, let, let's go back a little bit okay so you heard my beats i gave you i let you hear everything i'm working on yeah before we got on here what do you think the fact that i'm trying to become a producer well first of all like you said earlier i believe in you yeah you and kinder like i knew y'all when i first met y'all years ago i knew y'all had something dude like whether it was i mean like there's ambition there's talent so I'll just start with that. But I think I think you just have like a you just kind of have you have the drive and you have like the ear to do production, I think. And like you spent like you were saying, you spent like two weeks just like diving into the plugins. Like there's so much to learn. Yeah. And the more you do that and just like with video, the more you just kind of release stuff and you just kind of polish and like the better it becomes. So the flow of things gets easier the flow of things the technical like production of stuff you know what i mean so it'll happen you know yeah i think i was just telling you like i don't know like what it's one of those things where i always wanted to do it but like i said i associate music production with like a super high level of intelligence so it's it's you don't you don't think you're intelligent it's not that it's just like i didn't think i was smart enough yeah 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 like to figure it out but just like anything dude like youtube's everything like you take your time and you google some shit you can figure anything out if you every really time that to. you downplay what it takes to do it you always kind of have like i notice you kind of have like a tell like you're, you're kind of like you know but 
anyone can do it you know like anyone can figure this out you know what i mean like you're just like because i believe it i don't think i'm (laughs) i don't think i'm special you know what i mean but everyone has something special in them dude you know what it is it's because like i don't i need to be good at one thing so it's hard for me to be like i'm great at this and i'm great at that and i'm amazing at this too it's hard for me to accept that you know what i mean to be a jack of all trades or yeah i guess it's just i don't think i'm a great producer i think i'm good but i think everyone's their own biggest critic dude i guess yeah i guess you're right and i believe it was a rapper named insight that said i forgot what he said actually but he's but but no in a song he was like uh essentially i think people would tell him like like focus on one thing you know what i mean and but he's the kind of guy who's dabbling in djing production uh distribute like he's doing his everything himself graphic design rapping like everything but he was like that's just not who i am like i'm a multitasker i just do everything and i put everything i have into what i love to do so like i don't think there's a rule that says you have to be good at one thing it helps to specialize and focus and hone in but i don't think i'll ever be good at graphic design that's not anything i would ever want to do yeah, like that. That will, I will always outsource for graphics. I'll always outsource for like mixing and engineering. Yeah, I, like I know what I'm not good at, hundred percent. And sometimes it helps to have those people that only do that. You pay them. You don't have to worry about it. You can focus in on the things that you do want to do. That's an interesting topic because think of how many rappers just want to rap and they don't care about the business. They're just like, just let me rap. Give me the deal. Take the cut and let me go make my art. Mm. But then they can get messed over, right? Like, for sure. For sure. And that's, I just did an album review of Moray. Do you know? uh, Oh, he did that quicksand? Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I like that video. You can just tell that he's feeling it, dude. Like he's just. You're going to like my review then. I'm glad you said that. Dude. Because he can feel it? Well, it's, I just like, I dive so deep into like, I like that this guy didn't change. He's the same person. He's just Mm -hmm. in his like jean shorts with a t-shirt or some shit. And it's like, yeah, that video was super cut and dry on the spot. If you've heard him talk about it, it's just come outside and do this shit real quick kind of thing. You can see the people around him like where what you would expect in real life. Like they were just like there, they're kind of awkward. Yeah. And the background was chilling. They weren't being too showy. Like that's just what they were. They're just there, which was real. And I don't know if you've heard the album yet. Have you heard the album yet? Mm -hmm. It's pretty fucking good, dude. Like it's not something that I would like repetitively like looped in my head type of good, Mm -hmm. but it really like shows his range and vocal ability. Because, dude, he's like a singer. He's like a church mm-hmm. singer. And he's yeah. doing, like, this singing R&B trap. Yeah, he's good, dude. And everything is, like, these sad emotional beats. And even even when he's, like, talking about serious topics, he's he's playing with the flow. Like, just playing. And yeah. I'm, like, it's really, like, I dissected the shit out of it. And that's, like, I'm not even really, like, a big fan of the new hip-hop for the most part. But yeah. when I heard quicksand and i saw the video to it i was like you can't not like this guy because you can tell he has it like yeah. he has something deeper something more musically like and that, that's why i brought it up though is because you're like he just wants to make the music and he said that and it's like here's his introduction the next one's gonna be huge so i was like trying to be like yo i'll go get your features now because wait for him in like a year bro mm-hmm. it's we gonna know him as somebody else completely different, and his story's dope, bro. He was just like walking every like to work on the side of a highway every day, 
like just hating his life mm. and i love that shit i'm like that's the sad struggle that we all want like that type of person to succeed like just yeah. to know if you're doing that shit or worse mm-hmm. yo you can get out that's real life it's pretty dope but yeah, uh, hopefully he doesn't get screwed in the business, and that's kind of why we talked about it because mm-hmm. he's a very talented dude on the come up. Yeah, who just wants to make his music. Kind of want to talk about Kanye a little bit. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> nah, only because I didn't get to fucking put that out on the last one. Uh huh. But do you have a favorite Kanye album? Yep. Which one? A lot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, you have to pick one. If I had to pick two, one. We have to do two. God, I do. Uh, college dropout, obviously. 808s and heartbreak. Shit. That got me through some tough times, dude. I feel like you're making fun of me. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> why would you think that? Because that's the shit I would say. <laughs> Which we got. Uh, that was another topic, dude. God damn. That was another one about all of your heartbreaks that you endured. But I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, was it? I was like, what? We can dive in for the viewers on that. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, those are the two. Honestly, Easily. All right. I hated Yeezus, which is what I'm not supposed to say, but why not? I hated that album. I didn't really like his new stuff that much. Uh, there's a couple really good songs on that gospel album. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one, dude. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking That's about That's my like, third favorite. <laughs> if, if you're talking <laughs> about like the Cuddy and uh, whatever, the collabs and stuff that he was doing and rushing projects, I didn't really care for that phase either. I didn't like that either. The weird, uh, what was it? The green one with like, looks like a font in the mountains. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't hear it probably. Or maybe or, or I did. E- even Life of Pablo was just kind of subpar. Even the one he did with Nas, who you know Nas is my oh, boy. Oh, like, shit. I was expecting a little more. It just felt rushed. It felt... That's true. It felt a little too... Very true. It was very quick. It felt like a money grab. It's fucked up. Yeah. But whatever, you're kind of... You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, He's a genius. College dude. dropout is underrated. How is it underrated? Because I think the topics... Of what, of okay. Here's who's why. saying it's I am <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because look, isn't that look, not like the best album? That look, first album. The thing is, <laughs> who was being that controversial and then making it to radio? That's like why it's Jesus so Walks? he didn't give a shit, bro. Yeah, dude, that was such a good album. Dude. It is everything about it. The production, very timeless. The like, samples, everything. The the mixing soul. And like choir with his production, like it was so, it wasn't overdone. It was just like perfect, dude. And he's not the best rapper, but it didn't matter. Like he just has his own vibe and it was just. I was even talking yesterday about, do you remember when he went head to head of 50 Cent? I remember it briefly. And 50 Cent dropped Curtis and Kanye dropped Graduation. You ain't ain't gonna be Graduation, bro. That was a good album too. Bro, what? All of those albums. God. Up until 808s and Heartbreak for me are like... Bro, really I solid. skipped school to go buy 808s. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and that's not a mistake. Like, you learn more from 808s than you would in your entire education at a four-year degree. Or yeah. your two-year degree. I, don't, I can't tell if you're kidding or not. Just, like, just drop out of the audio engineering program and oh study 808s and Heartbreak. And you'll get the same oh, thing out of it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for coming. Uh, episode four coming soon. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Dude... But right, though? Man, sonically, it just pushed so many boundaries. It was incredible. He was going through, like, some shit where, wait, what is he doing with this autotune on every song? And why is he, like, crying? But it was was just right, dude. Even that Cuddy introduction, 
welcome to Harbor. Oh, yeah, that was classic. And I can't. Give and he it. let it breathe for like three or four minutes. Yeah. Like, or you're talking about like, say you will with the intro. Yeah. Do, do, he let do, that breathe do, for do, like do, do. three or four minutes and just, and I was there for it, dude. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Super nostalgic, right? right? Now. Is it because we're related? What's the, what's the deal? I don't know. I didn't know you were into that album so much. That's my favorite. I remember Kinder was talking about like Street Lights. I remember he said that inspired dude, him. Let me tell you a stupid, weird memory I have for this album. Me and like four dudes tried to throw a party one time, or three dudes, and nobody came. Mm-hmm. And we all just like in the living room, like laid in this circle with our head down, like against the floor, and just listened to that album all night. Whose idea was it to like, all right, everyone lay down on the floor, put your ear to the floor. Let's listen to this album. And everyone's like, all right. Everyone's just like this. Like, just four of us. Did all of y'all experience, like, was there a pattern to it? Was there just a lot of floor space? Or was it like a domino? It was a perfect pattern. A perfect pattern. Like, four across from each other. Yes. Touching. And then. No, heads. All our heads in the center. (laughs) And we're all just the the tops of y'all's heads. Like, yo. We're not touching. Y'all's frontal cortexes were (laughs) were touching each other. A very emotional night. Just everybody just on repeat. And then everyone talked about at the same time, like what they were thinking of. You know, no, (laughs) an even better question is which album could you play all the way through? Wow. That's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. If anything off of the top, 808s and Heartbreak. Right. That can be done. Right. Easily. God damn. But nowadays albums aren't really meant to do that. You're right. But I think the one that we're forgetting that was really important my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That was a good album. wasn't my favorite, but I liked what he was doing. Dude, everything about that project screams like this is what fame does to somebody. Mm. For real. My favorite track was uh, where the RZA just came on for like four bars out of nowhere on a. Was uh, that like I'm so appalled? Oh yeah, dude, that was a crazy yeah. record, dude. I think that's what the tracks I don't really like. Are like when I was telling you about like the guitar and amp over the vocals. Mm-hmm. I don't really fuck with that, but it's still a good song. Because yeah. if I don't actually like the song, I still am like, yo, the production's crazy. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I just I wasn't really a fan of like the subject matter. I guess I couldn't really get into like the lyrical content of that album as much as his earlier stuff. That's just me. I'm just a person. I got you. No, you're right. Hundred percent. He just started getting into like here's a metaphor and yeah yeah yeah. <sighs> Anyways, but yeah, why don't albums tell, like most tell of the stories? Tr- most of the most of the tracks on albums today are just like afterthoughts and fillers, which goes to back, make room for the single. Which goes back to what I was saying because Moray's album, you can tell it's been like organized in the sense of like you know you can tell when something is an outro, and I'm like oh these were strategically placed in this order. Mm. But I also don't like that. Why do we put all the best shit first? I kind of hate that because no one's going to listen to the whole thing. If the first couple suck. Well, yeah. people have a short attention span now. Everything yeah. is on demand now. Like I just go on Spotify. It's like, oh, a new release from someone I listen to. I'll give it eight seconds. If I'm not vibing it, then I'm going to skip. Damn. You know what I mean? Like that's just how it is. That sucks. It's so true though. Unless you know that this person is about to take me on a journey and that's what their music does. Otherwise, I'm just going to listen for what I yeah, and it seems like you probably have that uh, luxury if you're already successful mm-hmm. that someone might listen to all your shit. I guess you need a reputation for it. Like someone was telling me about like Tyler, the creator, had an album. And I'm not like a fan of his. 
uh, just because that's just not my taste. But uh, like there's, a, I guess, a podcast that like dissects like entire albums. And whenever I know that things are intentional and everything that they're doing is intentional, then I'll listen to like, I'll give it a chance. Like I never listen to his stuff and then I listen to that album like start to finish just to hear like what he was going for. So I'm trying to think of some controversial shit. Great. Nah, because <laughs> <laughs> yo, okay. Um I'm I'm like I don't want to touch on something crazy sensitive. But we 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 were talking about I don't even want to say like our distaste for police. We we're kind of talking oh about that. God, dude. Where do you think that comes from though? Do you think like mass population has just been taught to think a certain way it's the uh is it the rhetoric i don't think it's the rhetoric i just think there's history to i mean it's just minorities in this country haven't been free or haven't had rights very long and and even when we did it's there's systematic things in place including law enforcement that make things challenging and all of these things. I don't want to like go too deep. So it's just yeah, like, yeah. we know the statistics speak for themselves of incarceration rates, all that stuff. So like, it, it's just, it's, I believe it was a great American poet, Kanye West that said <laughs> oh, yeah. racism still alive. They just be concealing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just there. Like there's no, I mean, it's the same thing for slavery though. Like, we're all slaves, Kanye. We all slaves. I mean, and he brings up a good point. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate you. I really thought I was like, here he comes. Oh, my God. I remember, got him. <laughs> as a tangent, though, remember that time? Uh, I remember you were trying to educate me on the Illuminati. Okay. You remember that? Dude? <laughs> no, but go on. <laughs> I was telling my wife about this yesterday. And we were in that uh, old little outhouse that you're in, that porta potty that you're living in. And I never lived in such thing. I remember you, <laughs> and you're Googling like Illuminati like images, and you're trying to tell me about it. And I didn't know you very long at that point, and I was just trying to be polite. And I was like, "Oh, really?" And I don't. I guess you saw like that. I was insincerely <laughs> showing it. <interest. laughs> you just started laughing so hard, dude. <laughs> That's what you remember. <laughs> oh man, yo, there is uh, certainly world power out here, though. Just, just to get that straight. I don't even want to talk about. That. <laughs> right, right. I don't know All anything right. about those controversies or the. Conspiracies, dude. It's not a conspiracy. But you know what? <laughs> Let's not go what there. What do you mean, though? Let's not go there. Is it like certain families? Yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know about that. <laughs> oh, shit. But even if we did know about it, what does it mean? It means that you can't take everything for face value. And you have to think about the intentions behind everything that's being in play. Because there's an agenda behind everything. But isn't that true about everything? No. What only do you mean? only be like if we're talking about like politics, that's and we're agenda. talking about laws. Yeah. And agenda. we're talking about like presidents. Agenda. Yeah, but that's not everything. What well, doesn't have an agenda? Like what the fuck I'm gonna eat today? It just kinda comes as it goes. But everything that's like who's gonna go play basketball with me and who's gonna win the game? You can't plan that. 
So pretty much any decision made on behalf of other people is yes. a political agenda. Typically. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But this this also goes in. This is a controversial thing. Do you believe we have free will? <laughs> oh, my God. That's like a Matrix question, dude. <laughs> I mean, I have an answer. but Is there a glitch in the Matrix? I just want to know what you think. Free will? I never thought about it. I think we have enough. <laughs> Even the thought of having it is good enough for me. I'll just put it like that. I don't think we have free will. Who's controlling you? Uh, you've already made the decision, even though you think you have a decision. But is that based on patterns? It's based on the life path you chose before you came here. Like right now? Before you, no, before, before, you, before you came to Earth. Before you accepted. Oh, you're saying you were destined. Yes, before you accepted your life journey in the Akashic Records, right? The what? <laughs> so, see, what's the Akashic record? See, he says we have free will. My mind is We have free will and the power of choice. I think that's the illusion, though. I think we believe, we want to believe that we have free will. But isn't that good enough? <laughs> no, it's not. Right? It's not because I think it's a cop out. I think free will gives you the excuse when things don't go your way. What do you mean? It it, it allows you to make an excuse. When things don't go your way, because you think you made the choice, but in reality, it was always going to happen like that, no matter what you do. Wouldn't you have more of a excuse if you didn't have a choice, if something didn't go your way? No, I don't think so. Because if something didn't go my way and I chose to do it, I can't blame that on somebody else. I get you. I get what you're saying. You're like, it was my destiny for that decision. I get what you're trying to say. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like went a little too deep. No, but I, I feel like we're saying different things, but thinking we're saying the same thing. I but I get what you're saying. I do get what you I get what you mean. But even if you didn't have free will, what? How would you break out of the construct and have it? You can't. So why not just live with it? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, the problem is you agreed, let's call it like a spiritual contract, that when you came here, this was the life you picked. The Akashian Records. Akashic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine like a library of like DVDs and every DVD that you pull out is like a different life. Who started and, these records? Oh my God. We'll call it creator, we'll call it source, whatever. But the point, the point is that... You, you choose your life, right? And you can, like, choose not to. Like, I'll put this one back and I'll pick another one. But the thing is, where does the karma come from? Because if you pick some random life, you're inheriting their karma. Even if you have nothing to do with it. But we didn't even have that choice to pick what. You did. In, even that, in, Okay, okay. That's a good point. This is a really good point. Did you have a choice to pick that life you chose? Yeah. That's a good question. Maybe we were never meant for free will. That's what I think. And the only reason I think that is because I have this weird, vivid memory of before I was born that, like, I put my finger on the map and chose where I started my mission. I'm not even kidding. Like, I literally, and this is without knowing where you're going. Like, you don't know anything about countries. You just see something and you kind of just, like, there. And that's kind of, like, where I started. It's all very abstract. It is. And very conceptual. I guess where I stand is, like, even if all of that were true, what's going to change? I think you'll take whatever you're doing more seriously. 
I think everyone should take what they're doing more seriously. I was just telling myself that I wish I wish I took myself more serious 10 years ago, bro. Then we get into self-esteem. I don't even think it's that. I think it's just like belief. You know, I choose I mean? to believe like Fox Mulder. <sighs> it's the dumbest <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm really like... Which is a nice segue to aliens, dude. Damn. <laughs> no, <just> <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> Super rabbit hole. I don't know, man. I just feel like we have enough free will at the end of the day to do things and to push ourselves and all these people that capitalize on self-help and motivation and all of that. Like you do what you can when you can do it. And some people do more than others. Some people choose not to. Some say that's just their fate. Some people have serious socioeconomical like inhibitors. It goes back to minorities and race relations in this country. If everything is just so interconnected and complex and there's a lot of problems that need to be solved, but we need people to do it. You know, what's also interesting is like you can help out a friend, you can help out like family and shit. But when you go and you help out like people who like literally have nothing in like another country, what's the karma of that? Like, do you get like multiplied universal karma? Like just like, what is karma? Well, I know what it is, but like, who's to say you, are owed it. That's a good point. That's like the whole giving without expectations, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm gonna go. <laughs> That'd be funny to know, like, hey, I'm gonna go do this good shit so I can get some good shit to happen real quick. And let me put it on camera. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Which is like, isn't that like a biblical thing? Like, to don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing when it comes to like giving and stuff like that. This is a super good point, actually. Because I know, like, and it's heartwarming to see videos. You don't record yourself giving homeless people $100? Like, I think, I think that's all good and all positive. <laughs> and it, so it makes me cry. You know what I mean? Like, watching people's reaction, like, that don't have things. But I don't want to be that person to say the other side of the coin is, is it vain? You know what I mean? Like, is that the only, is that the motivator and whatever? But I think a lot of people need help yeah, and what they're a, doing something. What a so weird thing that... Like, yo, I'm going to do this nice thing so other people can see that I'm doing nice things and think that I'm a good person. That's weird, right? When you put it like that. Yeah. It's a double-sided coin. and that they're That's doing why jay Z so smooth about it. Yeah. He doesn't say it himself. Other people go, Jay-Z finally silently donated to this. And it's like, oh, now you look cool because you didn't tell anybody and someone else told. That's why it's cool when someone else brags about you to to their friends as opposed to you telling everybody what's so dope that you did you know yeah wouldn't you rather that i'd rather not tell someone how good i am at something this is a super great topic <laughs> i'm not even kidding because you don't know how many times i'll be having conversations with people mm-hmm. and they don't know shit that i like anything i do because i don't tell anybody anything and then when they finally find out somehow mm-hmm. why didn't you t- you held your cards super close how come you not you didn't tell me that. And I'm just like, you know, yeah. but like personally, I admire those people. So why would I go brag about some shit when I don't need anybody to know anything? Like, yeah, it's a very interesting topic. Like a lot of people don't grasp that. I like think. with your music and stuff, everything dude. like even just like with the work that I've done and hacking and bullshit, like 
when people find out that they just it's a whole nother bro you don't know how many memes i get for like coding and i'm like this is dumb i don't even relate to this stop trying to relate to me yeah it's so dumb like you find out i do one thing and now you try to like overcompensate with my interests and i'm not even i don't even care that's a weird thing bro that's another reason i don't tell people shit i'm like don't make assumptions please yeah like i'm not some crazy coder and everybody thinks i'm a crazy coder i don't even know you code i'm not i just said that that. like it's not the definition of a hacker anyway oh you're a hacker I'm just saying, like, <laughs> nice side step. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm so done with this. <laughs> God damn. So, what'd you think of the coffee I made for you? Oh, it was good, man. It was. Uh, was it sourced from Ethiopian uh, fair trade? <laughs> it was actually little kids picking them, slave slave labor beans. Hey, that's what I tasted. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> nah. It was the tears that it was grown with. Oh my god, dude, that sounded terrible. Pretty bad. You said Ethiopian. I did. You you did this. <laughs> well, the Nespresso that we have at my house is Ethiopian coffee beans. Uh, we got Nicaraguan, Colombian. Yeah, that's a, that's another good topic too. Is like where you source beans from. Like the countries. Some countries have way better beans than others. Maybe that's subjective to your taste, right? But like I fuck with Guatemala a lot. Mm. I really like their beans. Guatemala goes hard. Brazil has some good beans. Brazil goes hard. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of who else got good beans. Yo, if you see, if you got some good beans, hit me up. DM me with the beans. <laughs> uh, so, how come you're not on Clubhouse? What's Clubhouse? Damn it! You don't have, <laughs> you don't have an iPhone, do you? No. Oh, man. What's an iPhone? No, I'm kidding. Shit. What is it? That's why you're getting married, right? Why? Because you don't have an iPhone. I don't think that's the reason. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that would have deterred. I'm pretty sure people get married because they don't have iPhones. What's on Clubhouse? (laughs) Uh, I take it it's like kind of nefarious or what? No, it's like an audio-only app where you join rooms and talk to random people. That sounds horrible. Until you find people actually interesting and that know about topics you care about. That sounds terrible, dude. (laughs) <laughs> in terms of how much time I lose, yeah, it's pretty bad, but it's translated through all my social media platforms. Though. How does it connect you to people that might be interested in what you are? Like, um, you can join rooms about, like, technology, like, whatever your interests are. You can set your interests before you even get on this thing. Like, I, I've been in, like, UFO alien rooms talking about shit, and I got, like, extensive knowledge on these topics and documents and government experiments. <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> This was my interest for years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, word. So you get in there. You get in a room. There's like all this proper etiquette where you like mute your microphone when you're done talking. So it's like a panel. Yeah, yeah people. you get pulled up to a stage. If you like wait, raise your hand on a button, you push a button and they can pull you up. And there's moderators. Oh, wow. Yeah, who are like, you kind of take turns speaking, you know. Oh. Well, that's actually kind of cool. It is pretty badass. Actually, I think it comes to Android today, May 1st. I'm staying away from that. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'll definitely lose a lot of fucking time. I just don't want to hear anyone's ideas. You know what it's like, though? It's like a passive radio, because you can do other shit and multitask while you're just listening on your I was about to say, it's almost like a podcast for everybody. Yeah, yeah, and I could be doing that. I've thought about doing that. Sometimes I wonder, are there too many voices today? In what way? 
Are there too many opinions? You know what I mean? No, not really. I think it's harder to be heard because there's so many. That's a good point. Yeah, it's like, it's the same with music. You level the playing field and it's like, how do you stand out now? Oh, Which leads to some trends. And it's just about as being as sensational, like controversial as possible. That's why people wear dresses. That's why you twerk on the devil. Exactly. But that's been like that for, I mean, when you look at like what Elvis represented. Oh, the leg shake? Like, and he was seen as just like the most like reprehensible person that that's no weird parent wanted their kids to listen to. That's real weird to think about. Like, and then and they only show above his waist on television. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, right? And my wife was, uh, we are watching like a loop, like 80s or 90s, like uh, music videos and like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers came on, which I guess was kind of, I mean, it's very punk rock and stuff. And, uh, you know, they're just like wild shirts off, just like being rock stars and I was like, I can only imagine what parents in this decade were seeing and just thinking this is just unbelievably reprehensible. I don't want my kids to grow up to be like this. And then just today we have just, a, it's just a new, getting, a new era. Start getting them haircuts every week. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's. Like you associated long hair with like drug use and like crazy assumptions. Yeah. And then today we have trap. At the same time in the eighties guys were like, I want long hair like that. Glam. It's crazy. Makeup. Man, trap's a weird one. And especially because music that kind of music sounds like it's so easy to make. But like I was telling you, I was like, dude, drums are like everything. It's the hardest shit. I guess it, it isn't easy to make trap. Because not everyone, everyone can make it, but you can tell whenever it's not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can tell when someone just doesn't have it. That's true. And isn't it weird that I'm making, like, rock shit, punk stuff? Was that kind of weird? I don't think it's weird. Out of all things, though. I think being multi-genre is, like... And I also think hip-hop and punk rock, they're, like, lines are blurred now. I feel like hip-hop is punk rock. Hip-hop is punk. Maybe because a lot of top 40 shit has guitars and, like, trap drums. Yeah. Because it's there's the like sound a, of today. There's a guitar in everything, dude. Country music. In everything. There's a guitar riff, a guitar melody. It drives me crazy. Probably just a trend, though. Man. Dude, if you hear the Moray album, like I was telling you, there's a guitar in everything. Everything starts with a guitar. Hmm. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's good to know that and acknowledge it so you can go back and, you know, know the song structure of how songs start. and. There's a formula. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, how do you evolve music when you're copying everything? That's the million dollar question. Who's going to be the trendsetter? Damn. Because everyone, everyone who has access to make music wants to start by sounding like their person because that's their reference point, is to sound like their favorite artist. Yeah, but I've those never, artists aren't fully evolved yet. I've never to be done that, dude. I think I've, I've always just like been influenced by so many things that I'm all of them in one. Which, yeah. Yeah, which, by the way, I should probably show you the hidden stuff that I have been sitting on for a while. Like music? Yeah. Is it, like, scary to put out things that you feel are different? I think it's scary 
to get one up to buy your favorite artist. How's that? What do you mean, though? <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine working with somebody you've always wanted to work with, and then they body you. They kill you. And you're like, damn. That's the feeling I have right now. But isn't that to be expected, though? Because they have resources. No. No. Hell no. It has nothing to do with anything. No. You mean a song that they did that, like, Separate and apart from your work, they did a song. No, you're on the same song with them. Oh, yeah. I see. And they murder you. Yeah, you can't let that happen. Can't. <laughs> can't. <laughs> Cannot. Unless Eminem is like on your guest feature, then. Even then, I'm going to kill Eminem. I'm serious. Bro, I'm going to do everything M did and then some. I'm going to mimic M to make him look mediocre. I just think, like, whenever Eminem is on a guest feature, it's just to be expected that you're not going to shine like anybody. Only because you're going to wait for the M feature. <laughs> <laughs> He's just too good, dude. God damn it. His wordplay, like, it's it's just, it's hard to one-up Eminem because of how complex. This is a good topic, though. What the fuck is with Shady Records not pushing their artists? I don't really know. I'm not really familiar with that. I'm just like, do you, do you know Shady Artists, though? Nope. <laughs> well, I know... Uh, like Slaughterhouse? Yeah. I know they had... Um, Yellow Wolf? He came out in a movie recently with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, thanks, Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> he did a good job, too. God. That was a good movie. Shout out Shia. Uh, hashtag Shia. Hashtag Peanut Butter Falcon. Damn. Um, but it was in like Joel Ortiz. Someone like that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, Joe Budden, Crooked. Joe Budden still lives. Uh, he has a good podcast. You know, he makes a, f- a few thousand off Pump It Up still all the time. That was a that was a big track. I remember when that came out. Yeah, you're old. I know. <laughs> I don't remember I was that. like in junior high, I think. I don't remember that. Damn. Pump, pump, pump it up. That was a classic. Do my thing. Do my thing. And he had a beef with Little B. I was there for that. Oh, man, you love that guy. <laughs> he changed the game, oh, dude. Oh, my God. We need to give Little B credit where credit is due. Oh, the base god. Soldier Boy and Little B single-handedly, I think, changed the game. And You know B. why I don't believe it is because at least I got to see Soldier Boy in the public eye and, like, hear and f- all the features and hear his music. I never heard shit about Little B, ever, until, until you told me. You ever heard of this guy? Little B changed and the e- game. Even then... When I listen to him with you, you just be like, <laughs> like the thing about it sounds Lil like B, you're just joking around, like you're not mm-hmm. a real fan. <laughs> At the time, we, see, we didn't appreciate it when it came out the first time. We weren't, we weren't ready for it. Is the thing we weren't ready for Soldier Boy. We weren't ready for Little B until a decade later. Whenever we realized, wow, they influenced everybody's copying them. Everyone's copying them. Three Six Mafia, I would also put in that category, but Soldier Boy. His own production, right? He was his own producer. He's yeah. making his own beats. He made dance tracks. He was feeling himself. He didn't follow a formula. It was extremely unique, and it was simple and memorable and catchy. And I remember hating on Soldier Boy when he came out because I was into like complex rap and um, like all this stuff and lyrical and whatever. So I hate. I was hating on Soldier Boy until I realized, like, wow. This guy is a true artist and he's like not following any guidelines. And then everyone started to like kind of do what Soldier Boy did and like 
started sounding like Soldier Boy and it became about like dance tracks and real simple kind of things. Maybe, I don't know if Soldier Boy came first or not, but I feel like the accessibility and the simplicity of his music, a lot of people tried to sound like him, especially today, like freestyling, just like, just throwing out freestyle tracks. Like, I'm not even going to write a verse. I'm just going to freestyle it just because I Why can. do we write him off then? Like, why did a lot of people not care? Because it was, I feel like those same arguments where it's a double, like he didn't care. He's just freestyling. He's not putting anything into it. Little B did the same thing. Like he had all these freestyles, but that's what made it so special is because they weren't afraid to freestyle, just cut a record, put it out there, be themselves, do a video to it. Like that was what made it so unique because it was so they made it look easy whenever people won't do that. People can't be like that and get in front of a camera, make their own beat, do their freestyle, be confident behind it. You know what I mean? Like they did that. Little B was doing those videos. He was I read about like how he got started. He just made a whole bunch of uh, like MySpace pages with his music, just flood saturated the market with his music and different pages, just freestyle after freestyle after song after song after song. Damn. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I guess I haven't really thought about it, but that is a really good point. Like who who can stand behind their shit? Like confidently. I, I couldn't. I didn't. I still don't to this day. <laughs> like you the confidence, that's kind of that it. Like you can hear when someone has it. You can hear when someone is being true to themselves when they're on a beat. And that's what you hear with Little B and Soldier Boy. And it can be imitated. But there's just a few people that are stars that just, it doesn't matter what anyone else does, they're going to do their thing. And that's why I think they were so like pivotal because you can try to sound like them, but you can't copy what they did. My problem is like my visions are so grandiose. Mm -hmm. I can't execute for shit. Like think of how many videos I've released since our video. That's the thing, dude. Yeah. Like little B does like a video like he when he was on had YouTube I guess I don't even know if he sold it but I was following him, he would just do like this real simple video him just like doing, it was like high like high quality enough, and he just pushed that out, and I was I was always thinking like, who's he like hitting up like hey can like, let's just do this video, the video person's like okay I got this cool location let's just go over here and just do something it wasn't even like thought out it was just like they just did it. And then they publish it. I could probably do that with like older music, which I should probably do, by the way. But I'm just thinking setting is so important. Mm -hmm. And that's what I overthink all the time. I'm like, what am I going to do? Just walk outside and just start recording. Like you probably want some kind of format or like storyboard script. And that's the type of shit also where I'm like, I'd rather pay somebody else to do that. 60 bucks or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I can't believe that, dude. I got messed over so hard. <laughs> Yo, I can't believe y'all, man. Like, no, honestly. Yeah, no, just, <laughs> oh I never, I don't think I asked for anything. I never, I never made I, that no, video with the, No, you did it. I think you were literally just like, whatever y'all can do. I think that's pretty much what you said. And like, I knew that 60 bucks was all it was going to be, dude. Damn. No, just <laughs> Damn. 
Well, because Kinder was involved in that court case at the time. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. I, 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 do, I, do, I do think I remember him asking me for more cash or something. And I was like, I don't have anything. To like, I literally don't have anything to give you. Oh, man. I, so he might have paid for all of that himself. Yeah, the 60. Yeah, it might have been all Ken. Yeah, that was all. That was he gave me that out of his own pocket. I believe it. You didn't contribute anything. <laughs> <laughs> but even yeah, if yeah. you get a camera and it's like, all right, let me just make some content and you go outside and just shoot a video. I guess like you, I mean, no one should ever just do what they did. You know what I mean? But they did that because that was their brand. Like I'm just, I just do whatever I want, yeah. which is, which is very hard to do. Like that was, that was what little B did. And I don't think that's why I'm saying like people can't just do that because he built his image and the things he would say, like him just not caring, like the base freestyles just over the top, you know, like that's who he was. Even like typing in all caps became part of the brand or like base God saved my life. Some but, bullshit. Yeah, like, like people, his fans, like, you know, it was like task forces. I'm not going to say what they were called. You know what I mean? Like just. He had a fan base, misspelling words, like in titles. Like I remember seeing like him misspelling words in his video title. Like he, it was just so like single source, like just all him is, was the impression I got, which is why I respect him so much. And I talk about him like I'm just ranting about no, that's fine. what he did. Because I was like over here, like, did you really like him or not? Because I couldn't yeah. tell the way you jammed him was like a joke all the time. Because his music sounds like it because it's so like. It doesn't sound like he put in any effort or thought, but <laughs> it's the whole package yeah, when you look at it and you see what I remember it thinking is. it doesn't even sound like it's mixed. Yeah, like the audio quality. His Pink Flame mixtape, when I first heard that, I was like, did he make a mistake? And <laughs> like the track of his vocals just got kind of like pushed over just a little bit on accident. Off, off beat. It was all off beat. And I was like, what is this? Like, I couldn't even, like, vibe to it because it was there was no rhythm. Yep. But I respected it. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> so done. Because it was so unique, I'm dude. I'm so done with this conversation. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was intentional. Yeah. That's what it comes down to is, like, he's doing it because for whatever reason he thought it was cool. And I respect that. I'm not going to listen to it, but it was him. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Let's no, hold on. Let's talk <laughs> let's talk about Ian Dior real quick. Okay. We were gonna we were gonna talk about this. Oh yeah. How do you remember this? So I never I mean, I wasn't living in Corpus, <clears throat> but you had come up to do a show in Scratch House in Austin on what is that, Seventh Street? Shit, I'm pretty sure they closed. Oh really? I think they closed. Oh well, the pandemic, I mean. Yeah, yeah. But it was right next to that uh some that, badass uh, Japanese yeah, spot. Yeah, I oh, forgot what it's called. That dude. was good as hell. Yeah, it's a really good spot. And that was when we met up with your boy Ryan. There's someone else there, I thought. But your old girl. Someone else though. I thought there was one more. Okay, mm. maybe you're that one more. That was the plus one. Yeah. That was the fourth wheel. Um and we'll talk about your old girl later. <laughs> 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 oh we'll just put a pin in that oh, and we'll God. get back to it. But uh <laughs> Right? Go on. I mean, I feel like we Go need on. to. Go on. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, shit. we ate. And uh, we <laughs> we'll get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> the face was priceless. I'm going to put that in post. It's going to look real good. Trust me. <laughs> um, 
But we go, and it was, I forgot who the headline, I, didn't, I never heard of the artist, dude. Just because that's not my cup of tea. I think it was Chapo. Yeah. I never heard of him, but I know he had like a pretty good following. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was like a million openers, dude, at this thing. <laughs> I mean, it started like at <laughs> seven o'clock, and he wasn't even on. Oh, I shit. left at twelve thirty that night on a work day, and he still hadn't gone on. You just started your set, dude. Promoter wanted to make some money. Jesus, man, there were so many openers, like two stages. Everybody wanted to say they opened for him, and everybody paid for those. And spots. like as those performers finished, the crowd le- like the crowd thins. Yeah. Because most of the crowd is going for the openers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know Which I mean? never hear, but it's hilarious. But, I mean, that's just the reality. Uh, but anyway, uh, Olmo gets on stage. He does his thing. Um, and you asked me what I thought. Because I never heard of him. I knew he was from, you told me he was from Corpus. And I was like, and also keep in mind, I'm more of a, I don't really, that's not really my genre or anything. But I was just like, he has the look. He has, like, the sound. That's all I can really say. I'm not really uh, an aficionado of that kind of music. But there was something there. He had something. And then I and then I think I found out somehow, I don't know if you told me or something, but I was like Ian Dor. Ian Dior. And I think I just Wikipedia'd him because I, I think I maybe heard him on the radio or something. And it was like he used to go by Olmo from Corpus Christi. I was like, holy crap, dude. Like yeah. wow, that happened fast though. Yeah. Because I, I remember it. like that show he was still Olmo. And it wasn't really that long before the Ian Dior stuff came out. And I was like, how did that happen? You know what's crazy was the very next show, I think it might have been San Antonio. If not, it was that definitely that show. So I post a story with him, right? I tag him. He shares it. And then the people that discovered him. Internet money, right? They were looking at my stories. And I remember tripping, thinking, like, are they, do they care about me? Uh-huh. Like, why were they looking at? No. They fucking sign him. They fly him out. He deletes all his social media and everything changed like instantly. What did they, did they see but, his performance or they just maybe heard yes, his SoundCloud no, or they something? They saw that performance, wow. which is crazy because I always wondered, I was like, did my video have something to do? Because it literally instantly after that, to be fair though, he did pay like four G's for like a video that he never released with them. So he went, paid him all his money for like the videographer in the group. Which is dumb because, like, I don't know why he doesn't tell the story. He usually just says, like, met him on internet or some shit or on video games. But, yeah, he never put that video out. And it, why wouldn't that spark your fucking interest? Where's my video? This kid paid me all his money. He didn't put it. At, I'd be concerned, too. He's really good. I really like the work I did. Whatever. It's very smart. Just mental note of, like, that would fuck me up as a videographer. Hmm. You know what I mean? I'd be talking about that, too, to my crew, like. Yo, I just made this shit and this kid paid me. He didn't put it out. But keep in mind that when we were, I say we, because I was there and I have the emails for all this shit. I have the songs I was sending Olmo that were like, hey, Kin told me, here's your record. It's sent, blah, blah, blah. Like I have really old shit when he went by Olmo in my emails. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. But his dad came to the studio one time and was like, what do we got to do? If we go broke, we're going to go broke in style, whatever it takes. And I was like, bro, this is the power of like, not just people that believe in you, but like your own family's over here pushing your shit with you, helping you. Yeah. And and I always thought it was real annoying that he would like, he'd send everybody spam of his music. Like I would open snaps and it's like super impersonal, like another link to a song. Mm-hmm. And I used to get super annoyed, but like 
I still get annoyed when people do that shit to me because it happens all the time. Uh-huh. But look what that turned into. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, like, persistence. He pushed, and then he got noticed. And I think that's incredible, dude. Like, wow. It is cool. It's super dope. Like, I can't even be mad, dude. I think I was a dick to him at one of those shows where, where I was like, bro, you're next. And he's like, I don't go on until. And I'm like, you're next. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, like everybody else already went. Like You dude. must regret that, dude. No, <laughs> no I do. I do. No, nah, for real, though. Like, I, I learned a life lesson. It's just, like, you never fucking know, dude. Like. Be nice to people. Don't fucking be a dick. Yeah. But I get I mean, it. I mean, you're there for a show and you have a certain time. People might be coming to see you at a certain time and you told them and now I just ruined your fucking night. Like, it's probably, I mean, and you were like the, the, I was the fucking organizer. Yeah. Like so the there's stage a lot of manager. There's shit. a lot to manage. Yeah. And people are on my ass if nobody's <laughs> on that fucking stage. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I checked it out. I checked it out. He's sending us another. Uh, That's funny. Spyware, spamware. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe he's a chef. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, he makes some some really cool shit. Yo, I'm hungry. You made a panini. Yeah. Yo. I do that for all my podcast guests. You got to get Solar Born on the show and do a cooking segment. Dude. I'm just making shit up. <laughs> 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 <Damn it. laughs> oh man. Yeah, but that's what's up, dude. Yeah. That's um, crazy, man. You know. I kind of hate touring. I hated it. I didn't like the process of it. It seems like a lot of work, dude. Dude, it's not even the amount of work. It's just, like, the stress and, like, having to, like, be tired all the time. That doesn't sound like fun. You're tired all the time and you eat, like, shit all the time. I'm serious. It's like, (laughs) what's the closest shit to me? Put it in my body. All right, we have to be there by this time. Dude, you must have been constipated like crazy. Nah, nah, dude. (laughs) No, 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 no. The coolest part for me, though, the coolest fucking part was that I'm running the ads for all these shows. And all these people came because of some advertisement that I ran on the internet. And it sold out. And everyone's getting down. And nobody knows. Like, I'm kind of the reason everybody's here. Like, not literally. They're not here to listen to me. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, all the shows I was throwing and marketing... I'm collecting royalties on that. Nobody knows that. Hmm. Since I'm performing too, I'm going to go on the back end and get paid for everything I'm doing. And I would do that for like big ass concert promoters and shit where it's like, hey, I'll promote your shit. Just let me perform. Because I would never pay to perform. I would never do some shit like that. Yeah. People still do that all the time just because they want a picture. They want to say they're performing. They want to get on a stage for the first time. They want the clout, whatever. Uh-huh. I can't do that. If I'm not getting something from it, I won't do that. That's very noble. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm, just tr- I'm just trying to say, like, like, at least get something out of it. Like, financially, don't pay to be a part of something. Get something from it. And that's super hard to grasp. Because it's like, how, how are you going to provide value to somebody that's throwing a show? That's the question. You know? What are you going to do? Give them money to book an act? Wait. I'm like over here like I'll run the ads and I'll bring people to your fucking show. So you pretty much took a leadership role. Yeah. In exchange. As opposed to being like, let me be a, a headliner or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pay me to do it. And then you market it. And you're responsible. You instead essentially marketed yourself as a concert promoter. Yeah, I guess you could say that. And in exchange... 
you don't have to pay me. Just let me get on stage. Let me do this shit. Let me perform. And then I go collect the royalties in the back because I can prove I performed. Hmm. The concert, the performance rights organizations pay you for those performances. Imagine how many people out there just perform on stages and don't even know that they could be collecting. Oh, so it's like an alternative form of... Yeah, yeah, correct. Which would probably, I assume, it's more lucrative than especially for a flat fee. Especially if it's a huge fucking concert. Yeah, because you're getting... They take into account how many tickets were sold, and then they pay you out based on that. So you came in asking for a percentage of tickets sold, and then you did the... I didn't even ask for that. It just later, once all that information is reported to the PROs, because venues have to register with those PROs, mm-hmm. and they pay like a yearly fee to even like use artist music. They have to report how many tickets were sold, and then those PROs pay out the performers based on how many tickets, and they do math and divide it and all this crazy shit. And then they give you a portion of everything. So like, I do remember like my biggest shows were like when I toured. Like I made like some random fucking money six months later, and I was like, oh, this is dope. This is what it's like. This is why artists are on the road all the time. It's not, it's not even for the cash to show up. It's for the, the shit you get later. All the other artists, like, say, at Scratch House, where they, they weren't getting their money like that. It was no. like a flat fee. No, because everybody's just hungry to get on a stage. They don't know the business of shit. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. It's insane, dude. Yeah. This is a super life lesson, by the way, if any artist is listening to this shit. Solarborn knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's up, Lil? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. Uh, I think what I was trying to get at was like the best part and the best feeling was after shows, just being out there, like outside of a venue, and I'm talking like hundreds of people just crowding my artist and wanting like pictures with him and being like, "This is crazy, dude." This is insane. Everybody, how personable do you have to be as an artist to be like, I'll take a picture with everybody here, every single person. Or the other cool part was being like, I'm walking him down the stairs into the venue, onto the stage and shit. I'm like, yo, it's ready. Come on out your car type of thing. Like, it's such a badass feeling. Like, yeah. and then the promoter's just there like taking his tickets and making sure like nobody's like sneaking in for free. Like, like there's so much more to my role that I had than just like being a DJ than just marketing. Like I'm like friends with the guy, you know, yeah. I'm like hanging yeah. out. I'm hanging out with him in the hotel room. We're eating food together. We're chilling. Like we're, we're really like on a friend basis. Like whatever you need, text me like whatever. You're building relationships. Yeah. 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 Which by the way, Arizona sucks. It's hot as fuck. <laughs> Bro. I remember thinking, I remember, th- I remember thinking I got to take an Uber to go across the street. Cause it's so hot. dude. Oh, that dry heat. Oh my God, dude. What was it the summer? I don't know. It was <laughs> it was like June. Is that the summer of June? Yeah, dude. Ugh. And it's so beautiful, like for as modern as it looks and shit. Uh-huh. But I was so pissed off because of how hot it was, dude. I'd never yeah. been mad at at heat before. You think you know heat if you're from the valley? Yeah, <laughs> I sweat for no reason most of the time. Is that why it smells? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just haven't showered since the pandemic started. Yeah, There's I'm been just, no reason. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, but what were you saying? You're about to say something. About when I was just like saying like uh, just so much more that comes. Well, I mean, I guess it's just like, I mean, uh, keep in mind, I don't know anything about like the music industry or whatever, but I can see why that's a good life lesson because it would it would require a new artist to kind of like have to learn about how they can the different routes other than getting a flat fee or doing things for exposure 
that you can be paid other ways. Like it takes learn learn some other skills. Yeah, you'd have to learn that from someone. But if you have no one to teach you, you'd have to have the initiative to build the relationships in order to maybe maneuver. Yeah, and building relationships is with everything professional is Bro, like enormous. I like that's really the most important. I felt like a clown. Let me tell you that because. I was DJing and opening and like playing the music and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I was an opening act because some of the cities didn't have openers. Mm-hmm. So imagine me, imagine this shit. I'm DJing, playing music, and I'm like, all right, this next song is called. <laughs> then I push play and I jump back <laughs> down the stage and I'm rapping and I jump back on. All right, this next song, I'm all out of breath because I'm like hopping up and down from the booth to like with the mic what? and yeah. And I'm trying to improvise my own music. Like, well, how do I feel this crowd out? Which is another important thing. Why am I performing for people when that's not my crowd? Those people weren't there for me. I don't make like emo trap sad shit. Is I, it always like really awkward too? Like no one's because people you can you can tell when people aren't there for you. Yeah, yeah. Especially when your name isn't relatively known. Yeah, and my shit's like super cinematic or something. Yeah, like. I mean that's how it was a scratch house like. The people that are there for them are vibing in the front. And then when they're done, they leave. <laughs> and then if you didn't bring anyone but a couple of people, you feel it. And it's just like no one cares. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. no one's there to like discover a new artist. Yep. That's why you hope your friend takes a video from the back of one person. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, yeah. dude. Like it's it's hard, dude. Like I, I couldn't do it. I performed a couple of times. Yeah. And well, first off, I was nervous. Too nervous to even remember like anything about it. But I was I was too nervous to even like think about the crowd. But I do remember the crowd was just there and just staring. You know what I mean? And Shit. it doesn't feel good. And it, what what really makes me sad, dude, is when I see people perform and like they're they're kind of pulling for the crowd participation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it breaks my heart, dude, because like you just don't get it. Like it just doesn't happen. And when it does, it's like for five seconds and then they stop. Do you remember when I won like the Battle of Corpus Christi? Do you remember that time? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because well, there was like some, I remember there was some other drama around that. Oh, don't forget we have a pin and your ex-girl that we have to come back to. Anyways, <laughs> what the fuck? So what do you remember about, <laughs> what do you remember about that time period? Well, there was a. Uh, like 2013 uh, kind of. Uh, want to get too detailed but nah, whatever i don't even remember anything there was a beville artist that was in in the competition as well that had a lot of friends oh, and yeah. a lot of supporters with trying him. to remember the song so bad there's probably a repetitive hook he's probably but um i just remember i remember you telling me something about like these these particular artists uh maybe like afterwards or maybe like talking crap or something like you know, like clearly we should have won or whatever. I don't know. I just remember that. That was what I was referring to. And that's kind of makes me sad. I mean, I won. Yeah, you won. So what am I mad about? You no, feel? yeah, it doesn't. I'm just yeah. saying. Like, I, was I, I think like, it's man, dope because it, it was dope because that shit was not biased in any way. Like a lot of times they'll just give it to like whoever brought the most people and it didn't turn out like that. Yeah. That's a good thing. Like I felt like that was an actual fair. And of course I'm going to think that because I won. But I felt for the first time, like, yo, this was fairly judged. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly felt like I brought it. And over the span of, like, this whole month, I kept coming back and winning every time. Mm-hmm. It was it was like, it was just a reconfirmation of, like, my skill. 
And then I still have relationships with those people who like get kind of look like him, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you remember Dizzle? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Shout out Dizzle if you're ever in here. But yeah, it's just it's super interesting, dude. Like, I remember feeling a lot of times like, man, I got robbed at that show. I should have won that competition. And and then I learned the hard lesson of, man, if you don't show love, how are you supposed to get love? Yeah, like all those people that it's a competition, but like build a relationship with these people. Yeah. Like it's, there's too much competition to be at each, be at other rappers throats. You know, what's an interesting, an interesting subject is I feel like when I see people still rapping and I, I'm going to say this shit for DJing too. At a certain age, I'm like, what are you doing? At a certain age, potential doesn't, potential is no longer a compliment. It's weird, right? Because like two chains is like past 40. He's doing great. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's impossible. He's timeless. Sure. When you say like, <laughs> you have Mozart, Bach, basically. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The musical repertoire of Two Chains has to be considered. Oh my God. Or just the idea that Jay-Z didn't start rapping until 27, right? So I could just view today as like, I'm starting today because Jay-Z. How old are you? 28. Oh. Yeah. I'm 30. Just turned 28. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> so... I forgot where I was going with this. Uh, oh, oh, like, don't oh, do stuff oh, too long. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. This might sound offensive, and I know it's going to sound offensive. Great. Yeah, the controversial thing. I feel like once you hit a certain age, you, you shouldn't DJ anymore. I think you need to have the changing of the guard a lot sooner than you're aware of. And I, and I only DJed for two or three years, like, really seriously and shit, right? Unless you're getting paid a shitload of money and someone's booking you, that's different, right? Unless you're some Steve Aoki, some successful thing in other venues, right? Okay, fine. But my point is, like, it's a real job. If you're not keeping up every week with the new shit, like, every day looking through record pools and getting the newest shit, looking for the best remixes of... uh the old songs, like, I should be able to hear some shit from the 90s or the early 2000s over a brand new beat every time I go out. Mm. Because I get mad when I'm like, yo, who's this old guy playing this old shit <laughs> from, like, 10 years ago that he's stuck in this time period? And I'm, I'm seriously, like, dude, I would... You don't know how many gigs I've given away. Like, I've given a lot of... I, I turn down DJ gigs often. I don't... I'm not gonna go to some shit if I'm not... Per, per, Personally, first of all, like being paid what I want, what I think I'm worth for one, which is the nicest shit. Cause dude, I do get hit up by like a big venue and they're like, yo, we got this big artist in town and will you come? And I'll negotiate my actual price and then I'll go. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm kind of old for this shit. I don't know what's popping anymore. So I'm not going to, not going to put myself in those situations to play the same old shit that I like from 10 years ago <laughs> because I will do that. I will do that. I have a playlist, which is like my, which is like my Spotify shit, and it's all my favorites. And if you know me, you're gonna know I'm gonna play the same shit. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my rant. But I mean, sometimes people want the old school. Sure. So then go put out an ad for looking for old heads. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes the old heads can blend like the old stuff with the new stuff. Really. Yeah, and I'm not. I agree. Their, their knowledge is definitely more extensive on the music history and they know more songs and more shit. But my peeve comes in when you don't know the new stuff. Uh, like you refuse to know the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause I, like I said, it's a job, dude. 
like I used to wake up and just listen. Do I like this one? I give it like a whole two minutes and I'm like, all right, next song. I don't want it. And I'd be downloading all day. Can't wait to play this one out tonight. Like some <laughs> dumb shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, dude, it became a task. Like I remember wanting to like speed up my gigs and like get to the peak hours because I don't want to fucking play bullshit for two hours, you know? Yeah. Filler music until someone gets in here. You know, and dude, this is a funny one because I remember Ken was always a dick and he wouldn't play shit unless you tipped him money. Always an asshole with it. And I would be the one that comes down from the DJ booth like, I'm sorry, I didn't have your song. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there anything else I could play for you? I'll download it for next week if you come back. Like making super sad excuses, like feeling you like You care shit. about the customers, dude. I do. I do. And it's super dumb because like I'm like, they're the reason I'm here. Hopefully you come back and I'll have my job still. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm so dispensable. I feel that though. Like I relate to that. I remember outpricing everybody and then people being pissed off. It's like, yo, you can't be DJing for 50 fucking dollars. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to really make the DJ community hate you. (laughs) Because that becomes like the standard. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, the last guy did it for... I'm not paying you more than it's like, uh, but you're yeah. just starting out though. Yeah. And that's, that's what's fucked up. Somebody just starting out can come and replace somebody that's been there forever because they undermine their price by like a quarter of what they should be getting paid. Oh yeah. It's a tough gig, dude. It is. That's why I say you're easily dispensable. Dude, you have one fucking bad night. You play the wrong shit. You piss off the owner. Like, why didn't you do what I said? Mm-hmm. That's it. Good luck. Now you have to go stress about your gig for the next week and go find another place. Like, go knock on door. I've done that. I've literally made days where I went venue to venue. Hey, do you guys need to? Hey, this is the music I play, and my name is. Here's my social media. Like, dude. And you have to do this convincing work. And it's bullshit. I fucking hate it. (laughs) I hate it, dude. Yeah. And it kind of makes you spiteful because you're like, man, once I'm popping, I'm never coming back to your shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I tried. <laughs> oh my I tried gosh. to get in early for you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's real, though. Yo, one of the worst ones, though, DJing at a strip club is a whole nother level, bro. <laughs> like, it is another level. Of indispensable indispensability? Not even that. It's just like, I was too nice to the girls. Let's put it like that. Like, I'm way too respectful for women where I'm like, oh, you didn't make money? It's okay. You don't have to pay me anything. It's fine. While, like, other dudes are like, yo, give me my shit. Like, you're supposed to be aggressive with these girls. And, like, you don't know who's lying. And, like, a lot of times some people are on drugs and you don't give a shit. And they're doing whatever they want, you know? That sounds like a world I do not want to It is fucked up, bro. You know how many, like, threesomes I turned down? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like no other gig is, like, sex-oriented. Everything, like, people touching you all the time. That like, sounds absolutely horrible. Dude. Get you, Flashlights, get your hands off her. Like, shit like that. Like, guys don't know their boundaries. They don't know their limits. You see a lot of shit. You see old men come in that just are paying you to talk to them. That's crazy. Saying, oh, these are my girls. Here's some gifts for my girls. That sounds very scary. It's not that it's scary. It's just like, <laughs> what level of loneliness do you think these are your girls? I'm just saying that's terrifying. <laughs> I would not want to be in that situation. Uh, I don't want to be there. It was, I learned how to use my voice. 
coming up next. <laughs> like, Put on your sexy DJ at night voice. Yeah. 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 Which isn't hard for you. You have like kind of a deep Thank you. <laughs> Someone noticed. I've been waiting. I've been talking to you like this for a while. I'm glad you finally said something. Oh my God. Dude. Is it working? So we'll get back to the ex-girl thing. I feel like now is a good... (laughs) 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Is that an off-limits topic? No, go knock me out. Whatever you want. What about it? (laughs) Roast me. No, I'm just playing. I don't want to talk. I'm a rotisserie. It probably hurts. Pull my legs apart. Roast me. (laughs) Nah. Let's not. Oh my god! I don't want to because that's what, probably hurtful. What, what what part though? I mean, like, we're, we're family. Well, like, I mean, I can only imagine how much that must mess someone up, dude. Like, Which part though? Well, like the California thing. Okay. And I mean, let's just be vulnerable. Like, let's just open up a safe space with intentionality <laughs> and vulnerability. I didn't know it was safe, but all right. <laughs> now, now that I know, <laughs> but like, I mean, I can only imagine, like. The, the distrust that that must breed. You know what I mean? Like, to live with someone, and then that happened. I think the thing that made me question the most was I was like, was this happening the whole time? That's what you don't know. To be lied to for an extended period of time. Yeah. Like, was I? Am I making this up? Mm-hmm. And how did it happen? Because some, it happened so fast. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I left, and then it was, like, instant. And that's what fucked me up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just like, wait, what? Was this planned? Did you talk about this? And Yeah. Yeah, that'll fuck you up. Because you don't know anything. It's the, it's the indispensable factor. Like, you were replaceable quickly. True that. Too True quickly. that. It wasn't even like you're irreplaceable. It was like you already but in the process. You know what? Able. I was thinking about this again. This is a really good conversation. Um, I'm the type of person where, to be fair, I fucked it up, dude. Like, so that's why I can't be mad. I look back now and I'm like, I had my opportunity. Like, I didn't take it serious enough. Mm-hmm. It would have worked out if I wanted it to. Wait, which one are we talking about? California. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I remember going to Hawaii and being like, yo, my life could be set right now. Like, I already saw, I saw everything ending. Like, where, like, I could tap out, might not see my family very often, but I'm in paradise type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then... I was like, but life would be too easy. Mm. And that scared me, knowing that, like, I wouldn't have to work super hard for anything anymore and I could figure it out from here and everything's coasting. Mm -hmm. That scared the shit out of me. Mm. And I ran far away from that. That's why I say, like, I did it to myself, even though I was mad. You made yourself emotionally unavailable. If that's the word, if that's the term, maybe. But it definitely scared me because I'm like, I don't want to have an easy way out. I don't want someone to say that I was given something. I don't want, you know what I mean? Yeah. Timing is everything. And then your goals were different. You just wanted, you're an artist. I know other artists, well, one in particular, he's also a close friend who I haven't talked to in years, but we'll always be close friends. Just like I can come in here and talk to you. It's the same with him. Um, But he did the same thing, essentially. Was like engaged. And then he just like woke up one day laying next to her, just like, this isn't for me. <laughs> like, I can't Damn. do this. Like he, I think he was saying like, he's, he's just an artist. And I feel like artists are like that. Like you, 
want to create, you have this this goal, this grand goal that you're chasing, and to just like no longer be able to devote yourself to that or not have to, like that's scary, dude. And the other crazy thing is, had that not happened, I wouldn't have made like 420. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have made certain projects that had me so emotionally like distraught. And yeah. and the other thing was, I always think about the time I missed, dude. Like when I left, like I could have, like my friends hated me, dude. They were fucking pissed. They I, felt like you abandoned them? Definitely. A hundred percent. Like, that's one of my big regrets. That's pretty crazy. And that's one of the things where you can't get back time. And I wish I would have taken advantage of the time I had with my friends to do more in that. Op- and you don't know when you're in that phase. You don't know, like, how long shit's going to last. All you know is, like, I'm making music now. You know what I mean? Like, I could have yeah. put out so many more projects. But, of course, my friend grows up fucking has a business now it's about money we're not just fucking homies like making shit for fun anymore that's real shit dude like people don't know that boundary and you don't know when it's gonna phase out or start and when you have to like physically financially start to promote and help and support somebody that that was weird dude to draw lines and boundaries for a friend like i'm sure he had a harder time with it than me let's put it like that i'm not sure i follow I guess there's probably more of the story. It's just like I got phased out very slowly. You know oh. what I mean? Like I'm sure it was harder for him, even though I took it so personal. Oh, I see. Because, dude, I know everything. Yeah. Like this is somebody you like. This is what I mean when I was like, yo, we start together. We finish together. Oh. Like we always had that mindset. Yeah. Like we were inseparable for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But things change. Yeah. Dude, I guess. I fucking guess. And that's, wh- that's why I get mad. <laughs> that's why I'm fucking bitter. But right, though? Like, things have to change. You can't be making music for fun forever. Why not? Because people got to support themselves. You know what I mean? I think people choose what they want to do with their time, bro. I can, get, a, I can give you a good example. When Carlos started supporting me, uh-huh. I remember I recorded his song. Do you remember that one? When he rapped on a song? Ego? Yeah, when he went by Ego. Think yeah, about that, I remember too. that. Think about that. I remember that. To go by that name. Shout out to Carlos. Hashtag Shout Carlos. Out. Hashtag Ego. The fact that I would teach someone to rap, I would engineer their shit and, and help him and tell you, no, do it like this. Sound like this. Redo that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that for anybody. I would never do that shit. Fuck no. I hate that. Hell no. And I'm over here doing artist development for free because he's my friend, yeah. right? And this is what I mean. Like, you can. You can do that for fun. It depends on what you, who you want to invest your time in True. and what you care about. True. And I think that's why I, I became bitter. I'm like, you always believed in somebody else more than me when you knew what we had. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's not even to talk shit. Like, it's not. Like, that's cool because I can't make you believe you know what I mean? No. Oh. That's real shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, so you're saying broadly, he, like the focus was more, was less on, like it was more of like a client focus than what y'all used to have. It turned into that. Yeah. But like I said, I can't hate because dude, there's so many times 
he was cool enough to just like call me in the middle of the night and be like, Hey, my client canceled. You want to just come through and hang out and make some shit. And it was like super late. And that's the shit where I'm like, I wish I took advantage of that dude. Like, what was I doing? Sounds like he was reaching out. He was, he always did. And then dude, there's be so many times where he lived in his studio, which lived in his studio. Mm-hmm. And I'm down the street in like a fucking like, you know, in new Oasis, like just chilling. And he just wanted to fucking come and shower and shit. Like, literally just like let me clean up and I, I remember being annoyed you know what i mean like stupid shit like that where i'm like why like or here i'll give you access to the gym why don't you go there instead and it's just like the small inconsiderate things that i did that i look back now where i'm like why was i so pissed like what was i annoyed by yeah you know what i mean like yeah. you don't even consider like all the shit somebody's done for you until they're like not even in your life it's like you gonna regret that later or some shit yeah and I mean, he'll, he will respond to me. It's not like he's completely, like, doesn't give a shit. But it is all money-oriented now. It's like, if I need something, I better send him some cash. Yeah. But I mean, also at the time, like, y'all were young. And like you said, you, you grow, you mature, you learn from things. You know, like, how, like looking back, at like, why didn't I just let him come over and take a shower? You know, like, he's my best friend. And, uh, I mean, everyone does stuff like that, dude. Like you're around someone so long, you know them for so long, you get annoyed by little things they do. And it's easy to just be like, you know, you kind of just write it off, like whatever, but you don't realize it until like things drift and slowly drift and drift. But like, I mean, to own a business to like be an entrepreneur to like, things gotta, gotta shift, you know? I do feel like regardless bridges can always be mended. Um, it may never be the same cause y'all aren't young and just kind of doing things for fun anymore. Like he, like there's things to do and support, but that's just all I know. I don't know like any of the stuff. I just, I was just, just it reminded me like, man, we put so much effort into building his studio though. Like we broke floors. Like that's why he created four floors records because we broke four floors to like put in new floor, like with hammers and chisels. Like, like it was such a metaphor for like, we're going to create something badass here. The studio is going to be crazy. Like, and all the friends, like all the people that were the closest, like we were all just like, we didn't care. Like we weren't getting paid to do that. Yeah. Just like common goal, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that goes back like super far, just in history toward like working something, the tribe trying to like get something together type of, life lesson it's pretty tight true true yeah but eventually sometimes i think it was a great american poet (laughs) oh my god i hate you by the name of odyssey (laughs) who said that he separated from the clique and created a squad and it wasn't until that point where he can truly kind of kind of do what he was what always intended to do and in his case he had to kind of kind of put a circle up around those people that were close and maybe like you know they always vibe but he knew what his goal was and they weren't taking him in the direction where he was trying to go so he had to build his own squad of that like mind in order to go where it was and I'm sure that hurt feelings and people were like well what is our friendship? 
but he had an artistic goal. Mm. And you can never achieve that unless sometimes people get cut off and then bit feelings get hurt. Time isn't devoted like it used to be. And I just feel like there's a reason and there's a lot of other stuff like you leaving. I'm sure things got iffy and taking each other for granted and whatever. But at the end of the day, like y'all are both still doing y'all's thing. He's doing his thing. He's working towards something. You're working towards something. And uh, it's just all about y'all's goals. Yeah, I did learn a lot in the time that separated anyway, to be fair. I was going to ask you, have you ever thought about making a business? Have you owned one? No. Nah. <laughs> <was like>, <laughs> Pan to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've thought about it. I'm glad I didn't, though. Here's why. Three reasons. Three reasons not to start a business. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hand the camera on that. One. Where am I supposed to look? No, I'm kidding. Look <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, I've thought about it. Like I, I've done a lot of freelance. I've partnered with like old colleagues and have done projects and whatever. Uh, like I've done stuff with, and it's mostly been small stuff. But I've done stuff with like San Antonio Spurs, like Holt Cat, um, like nonprofit like keep Mississippi beautiful and like other stuff but it's always just been like one-offs and then it would be recurring but the thought of like opening my own business well first I've read once and it stuck with me like to leave your job your full-time job with stable benefits and a salary essentially before you can take that leap you're probably going to just have to work two jobs and just work full-time and then build 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 freelance yeah and until you get to the point where you can just ditch the full-time job you have a, a foundation um and that's what i've read and it just stuck to me it was just one article but like i just didn't want to devote so much time to work like i was already tired just working my full-time job and then doing the one-offs like i want free time and to not only that, but to just be in the gig space for me and to have no benefits and then rely fully on like my hustle and not even like tax purposes. You wouldn't even think about it. Well, I've, it, it, I'm sure your girl would help. Well, we do file like my freelance stuff the past couple of years and it just like, like uh, really puts us in the deficit. Uh, so it doesn't help the, I'm not making enough income off of it to, make it helpful to devote that much time and effort. Maybe it makes me sound lazy, but it just takes so much grind, dude, to do the, the gig thing, to build the clients, to get the projects, to like have enough income to support your family. Uh, like that's a lot of pressure. So I prefer me personally. You can backdate a lot of your startup costs too. Maybe like, you can. I know like, bro, I must've wrote off like 20 grand or some shit. Jesus. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Wow. From like just for my whole career though, you know? Yeah. And that didn't include everything. Like I just went for like, bro, I spent a good 10K in marketing. Yeah. This is how I've grown a lot of shit though. Yeah. Definitely some tax benefits, but I personally prefer full-time job benefits stable because. Also, if you fuck with the stock market, that's a write-off if you're making losses too. I think you write off like three grand or some shit. Yeah. Which... 
I've definitely lost like 8K one year, so. Off of Dogecoin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, that's just me. To the moon. Uh, and there was, I was considering for a little bit, an opportunity came up where I can do what I considered my dream job at the time, which was a graphic designer for the Spurs. That'd be sick. And there was like a little opportunity that was there. And it was like, I can do it remotely, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like the best pay or anything, but it was a foot in the door. And it was something I've always thought would be like just incredible because it's my favorite team. I love graphic design to just solely focus because currently I do much more than that. Um, but the you can kind of see how fragile that stuff is because the pandemic came businesses are the first things to get cut is these like non-essential yeah non like so yeah. i would have been like like yeah. it would have been bad so and it's not to say that's a reason not to start a business but for me i'd prefer stability and i'm in a role where i can get my creative juices out i design for my company um and i do freelance stuff on the side when i have time but it's not really important because i already get out the creative juices my real job that's just me though yeah i don't have the hustle like i look at people like carlos like you like kinder like y'all do that like y'all are entrepreneurial spirits y'all you know y'all's own boss that's just not in me i just don't have that like i'm just too safe i'm more risk averse than y'all i got you um yeah i'm i'm really in this in this mode where i want to like not sleep like where I'm, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a weird age where I'm like, I need to go as hard as I fucking can with no distractions for as long as I can. And dude, this goes, I'm, I'm referring this to even like females and shit. Like if, if I like got with the wrong person and like my life changed, it's not worth it. Like I don't fuck around anymore. Like I don't do anything that I shouldn't, that's going to possibly screw up what I'm working toward. Yeah. It, like, I don't want distractions. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Because time is valuable now. I'm so fucking focused right now. It's insane. Which sounds like what we were talking about a second ago with, like, friends now are focused and have little time for play like we used to in yeah. college. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good uh, way to come back to it. I'm just saying. Which is, like, why I say you don't know when you're in that, though. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know when those moments, you're inside them. You only look back at it. Just like right now, I won't know, like, man, I was creating something great until, like, I'm done with it or some shit. Yeah. I have plenty of, I think I've had that mentality, though, since, well, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, so, could I, could I possibly get you back into video editing for 60, no, I'm just kidding, but, but if I, <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> And it's like you're wondering why some people want to devote their time to me. Where <laughs> you're like, <laughs> no, but for real, like if 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 I ever came to you like a reasonable budget, and I'm like, I need, I guess the hardest part for me is storyboarding and shit. And and I'm like, it's not gonna be fancy, bro. It can be like three fucking shots in three locations, and that's it. Even if it's just you filming it and I edit it, honestly, because I can't hold my own fucking camera. I'm just <laughs> that would be a funny video. That would be. That would be. <laughs> but I'm just trying to say, like, what's up? I couldn't do it. All right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this has been the great episode. <laughs> I really couldn't though, because I've 
Well, first off, I have a baby coming, as I mentioned. Oh, uh, can he? Boy or girl? Boy. Can he record? <laughs> <laughs> just like place the camera, like just on. Yeah, him. just carry him. But uh, I mean, I've turned down like a few projects. Well, since I got my new job, and it's been like a lot more demanding. And it's just like hardly any time, dude. And it's like I just can't. Taking on a side project means taking like being away from my wife, being away from all these things that we got to attend to. Bring her. What's up? Just bring her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that's just my struggle. Y'all have any animals? Two. Oh, that's the real problem. Yeah, we need to get rid of them. No, I'm <laughs> Hashtag Gulf Coast Humane Society. Hashtag. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll drop a link below in the description. Yeah, donate to the Gulf Coast Humane Society. Or just come pick his dogs up. Well, yeah, I got a dog and a cat, and they're a handful. Are they, like, joined by the booty? They're, they get along. Cat, cat dog? They My dog sets their... No, they're not cat dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, you got your package just came in full. No, it says it shipped. Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh man but yeah i would i mean it was fun whenever we did stuff Mm -hmm. it was fun oh i was also in college so fun so much fun there's just more time oh (laughs) but it's true it's so true dude we get older i'm gonna sound like a girl and be like you make time Hmm? yeah my wife was real like, oh, man, like she was so excited for me to come here because I hadn't seen you in a long time. And so, like, it is important to make time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for a video project, I'm going to get paid. Very smart woman she is. I'm going to get paid $60 for. for Starting. <laughs> <laughs> the retainer, $60. <laughs> one time. <laughs> hey, here's for that thing you did for me that one time. <laughs> but I think video is just a lot of work, dude. That's why I said just filming. I don't want you editing, so just make that clear. I would just. I don't even have equipment. I do. What the fuck are you talking (laughs) about? (laughs) Hey, come use my shit and hold my stuff and push my button and follow me, and that's it. You know what? You're right. Some kid can use twenty bucks. (laughs) (laughs) He has a better rate. (laughs) Oh shit! But at the same time, though, here's the thing. Let me teach you how to hold the camera. <laughs> At the same time, though, is it worth sixty bucks? <laughs> for what you'd pay me for sixty dollars, is it worth going to a professional that has a business that does this? No, because this is what they—they'd be able to dedicate. Yeah, no, that's fine. You see what I'm saying? But like though? I said, the people you start with, uh, you want to finish. But I already stopped. No, just like, <laughs> oh my God. no, but dude, I think it's so important to help out the people around you. I really do. Yeah. The 60 bucks. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> and see where my focus keeps coming back. Where support comes with me now, but it's a little bit more hands off. It's something that me and my wife did for another one of my friends. That one I was telling you about, the one that woke up in the middle of the night that was just like, I can't get engaged. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The other artist that I know, the artist type. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were just like, dude, like, because there's something in him, too, that you just believe in him. And it's like he's so talented. He can do something. But he didn't really believe in himself, though. And uh, at least so I felt. But, like, we were just like, man, dude, like, 
Like, let us invest in you. Let us cover your studio time in Austin or somewhere. Um, and so we offered that to him. Like, dude, like, let us try to make this possible. Like, you can just cut an EP, cut a demo, cut anything. We just want to facilitate it, make it happen. So we were willing to invest monetarily. We'll do that all day. But, like, the time, that's a little bit harder as I get older. That's just where I'm from. Do we have any, like... Or do you have any, like, stupid specific memories that are, like, embarrassing or st- hilarious that you remember or stand out? Of us? Yeah, just in general. Somewhere dumb that we went or something dumb we said or... <laughs> Even if it's embarrassing, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's a few. Well, there was that Illuminati one that was funny to me. There was when you were showing me your catalog... Um, and you just have highly offensive usage of the N-word... <laughs> <laughs> you remember that dude no <laughs> you had this one hook dude oh yeah you, you know what i was talking about getting rich yeah, yeah and it was just repeating the n-word like four times in the same bar over and over i was just listening to it like man dude like this would not be good dude like you can't release this man like it's just so uh, offensive i remember dude. dusty lectured me about that <laughs> Did you show him that track? No. no. No, this was like just for selling out. He's like, why do you have to use that word? Yeah, it can probably be. Minority, okay. <laughs> Anyways. But it's that, not the same. Is, is that the only one, though? Uh, that was one of my favorites. I'm sure there's others. <laughs> I think uh, it wasn't like we didn't really do anything like ridiculous. Every time I'd go over, it was like to listen to your music or to work on a project. Um something like that like it was just all about the music and so uh i remember uh one of my favorite memories it wasn't like a a outrageous but when i was in corpus for a conference when i was living in san antonio at the time and uh, you and kinder were were at the y'all studio i think he was renting out of that studio or something like that yep and uh y'all were working on i think it was auditory hallucinations at the time and I was like, yo, like, I'm in town, like, what's up? And you're like, hey, come to the studio. And I walked over there. And y'all are previewing me some of the tracks, dude. And I remember uh, there was two songs in particular <laughs> where uh, you played, uh, man, what was it called? It was, like, very, like, cinematic, like, intro. I forgot what track it was. One of the early tracks on the album. And I remember just listening to what y'all made. And, like, I just, like, turned to y'all and, like, I just, like, had this face. Or I was just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just, like, in shock. Like, wow. Like, it was just crazy to hear, like, what y'all are doing and, like, what y'all are, what y'all's output was. Um, so it was just really cool to see that, like, the y'all's artistry. You know what I mean? From someone that appreciates it. Yeah, you're in the midst of it all. Yeah. Like, in the creative process. Yeah. I felt like that. With the observing, like seeing Ken and Dust like working together, I always felt like that for a long time. It's a special thing. It is, dude. It is like people. People uh, don't. I don't think you really take that to heart. The fact that you can observe is like really valuable as well. You don't have to just create. Yeah, and I think the the power of encouragement. I mean, you can get inspired just by watching. Yeah, because it takes a lot to show someone something. Because there's a, there's a degree of vulnerability when you're showing someone what you've made. It's true. 
Uh, and a lot of times I feel like the assumption is this is going to be ass. <laughs> <laughs> and even if it is, dude, it's like, you know, like to, to, I've seen people like discourage people, you know, like, and it's like, why? You know, the fact that they're even showing you their stuff is like. The fact that they did something for 60 bucks. Yeah. The fact that I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but for real though, you know what I mean? Like, cause I know like. For, I believe it was a great American poet by the name of Median <laughs> from North Carolina who said, everyone deserves to be felt revealing themselves. Mm. You know what I relate that to is everybody deserves to hear themselves on a microphone and know how their voice sounds. Oh, yeah. And a lot, everyone a lot, a lot of people same. don't know what that sounds like or feels like. And everyone will say the same thing. Is that how I sound? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Any, any wrapping points before we wrap this up? We've been How long have we gone on? Almost two hours. Wow. Yeah, time flew. Time capsule here. Uh, definitely do a part two sometime. I got nothing. I think we're done. It's Saya just joined. Hi, Saya. Well. Hope I pronounced that correctly. Dope. Um, yeah, we're ending. Wish you uh, all the best with your wife and hope you have a healthy child, bro. I know that's important. Your life is going to change. It's pretty crazy. I think it's insane that, like, now you have to care about something more than yourself. That's pretty crazy, dude. It's very crazy. It's that real life. Y'all thought of a name yet? Jackson with an X. Oh. Long story. Dang. X. Rest in peace, DMX. No, it's not for DMX. Oh, I thought it was, like, <laughs> I thought it was a wrestling reference. No. Uh, well, it's, it's an ex- we didn't even get into this, dude, but it's an extremely long story relating to identity X. Malcolm X. It's a non-binary kid. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but there's there's meaning behind it, and um, but yeah, Jackson with an X. Dope. Uh, when's that coming? When, June twenty seventh. When you dropping that baby album? June twenty seventh. Hashtag DJ Screw. Hashtag SUC. Oh yeah, you said that. I forgot. Uh, well, not on the. Oh, did I? Yeah, you said. Man, that was like two hours ago. DJ Screw. Oh my <laughs> god. <remember. laughs> with that, that being said, uh, dope. More Than Rich Podcast, Jameson, my guest. It's been a pleasure. I am Joe Cat. We are out.